You better have my money. You ever hear the expression, you got a face only a mother can love? Yeah. We got set up. You got 24 hours to bring you the money. Are you sure you can trust this guy? No, but he's all I got. Just so you know my code, you fight for the guy that's fighting next to you. Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg. Two guns. Give me the keys. Saw that move coming? That's correct. Back on the path. It's the 1st of September. Oh, shit. You're right. Yes. This is coming out the 1st of September. We're going to get right into it. The movies we don't really have again here on the path. A set thing. We're just kind of covering movies. They're somewhat older. Some. Nothing really too new, though. Now. No. Yeah. And lots that are new to me. You know, apart from next week, which I don't know if we're going to tease or not, all these films have been new to me. Next week's film, I probably wouldn't even need to rewatch for research. I've never seen it, but stick around to the end of the episode. We will tease what next week is going to be. Today, we have two guns, and this is really to kind of correspond with, and it goes along with what we've been doing in the fall, is corresponding to a new release. And Mm -hmm. with the new release of The Equalizer 3 with Denzel, we decided to go into Denzel's filmography. And I I really wanted Malcolm X, but you really did not want to talk about that movie. I don't know if I've seen that one either. No, I'm kidding. No, it's a great (laughs) movie, but I don't want to. That's kind of when we're never going to cover that on the show. It's really deep. It's about Malcolm X, civil rights activist. Amazing. We're going to get into it again. We get into the cast about it. Denzel was nominated for Best Actor there, who he lost to and the movie. Uh, we'll go over. But that's why we're here for Two Guns, a movie that you or I have not seen. No, and it was a lot of fun. I know like what you were just saying about how Malcolm X is a great film, inspiring, deserves all the awards, <laughs> but it's not a lot of fun to speak about. And I like to, you know, I always watch these on the weekend in the morning with a cup of coffee. Two Guns is exactly the kind of film I want to watch you know, on a Saturday night or Sunday morning, just chilling. It's a movie we can kind of make fun of. I would never yeah. do that with Malcolm X. That is not a movie. If no. I was, no, if I was ever going to talk about that, that would have to be a, not on this show. That'd be a special history <laughs> podcast yeah. to talk about. But before we get into it, because it's September 1st and in observance of the Nazi invasion of Poland, September 1st, 1939, you just went to Germany. I did go to Germany. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with that. I'll let you clarify if I was being serious or not, or why you went. Well, I was in Germany, yes. So I went to Germany uh, to Gamescom, which is a big game trade festival um, that happens, or so I should say convention rather than festival. Uh, It was mainly, uh, you know, what's that new game coming out? Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty? Something like that. Something about that, yeah. So went to the convention for a day and also went to the CDPR party on the Friday night, which was the Phantom Liberty tour, which was very cool. I had a pretty traumatic journey to and from Cologne. But other than that, it was pretty good. (laughs) Did you go to the cathedral? No, right. I didn't have time to do anything except go to the convention and the party. So I was supposed to have a three day trip which would have been Thursday night, sorry, Thursday afternoon and night, all day Friday and Saturday morning. But it turned into just Friday because of the delays in Schiphol Airport. Oh, my God. Yes. It was horrific. Like I've I've been to Amsterdam Airport five times and four (laughs) to five times I've been in tears. I have been. (laughs) I cannot stress this enough. Amsterdam is the most amazing city 
I've yes. ever been to. It might be the most amazing city on the planet, given everything. I've only been there one time. I've been to the airport one time. It is oh, yeah. the <laughs> single worst experience of my life. Mm-hmm. I was there in line from outside, from getting out of the cab or the Uber, or whatever it was, to the time I actually got on the plane was about four hours nonstop mm-hmm. in a line. I got there four hours early and I barely made the flight. It yep. is awful. I don't know what was going on that time, but this time I spoke to some of the flight attendants and they were saying that the air traffic control just decided there's too many planes in the sky. It's too busy. It's dangerous. You have to ground some. So I have to do two flights to get to Germany. I have to go Newcastle, Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Dusseldorf. My flight... Both times my flights into Amsterdam were delayed so badly that I missed my connection, which on the way out, I was stressing that I wasn't going to make the event at all because they were saying, we'll get you to Amsterdam and then we'll put you on the flight to Düsseldorf tomorrow at 4 p.m. And I said, well, there's no fucking point because my event tomorrow is at 5 p.m. It's at 5. And I'm going to miss everything and then I'm coming back on Saturday morning. So should I just stay here in Newcastle? At this point, I'm crying already. So I'm stressed. On the way back, I got into Amsterdam Eventually, again, two hours late though, so I missed my connection to Newcastle. They just dump you into the departure lounge and they're like, go and use that computer to rebook your flight yourself. Everybody at once. (laughs) Yes, I was like, okay, I got this. And I went over to the machine and the machine's like, hello, no problem. We've rebooked your flight. We've rebooked the next available flight to Newcastle. We'll see you tomorrow at 5 p.m. Have a safe flight. And I was like, you what? Excuse (laughs) me? Say what now? (laughs) And then it's my my phone app updates and it's like, you have a 22 hour overlay in Amsterdam. And I was like, no, I fucking do not. I like the I city, like, but not that much. No, it's so bad. And I was just like, there was no people there. So I was like, I have no money. And, you know, this is of course the end of the month. I've just spent the last bit of my money to get to Germany. And it's like, yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll reimburse you. I'm like, no, but you're not understanding what I'm saying. I can't afford this right now. So the woman, I went and spoke to a woman who was thankfully really helpful and she was like, yeah, we'll sort you out. Don't worry. We'll get you on the flight tonight. And she got me on the last flight to Newcastle, which was like 10 p.m. And she gave me some money for food. So oh, wow. I was able to go and buy myself a pizza and some drinks and stuff. But yeah, I think I was in the airport for 10 hours. Good Lord. But it's better than sleeping there overnight. I mean, I would have still I would have still been there. <laughs> I would have still been there. Jesus. My flight would have been in an hour. I don't understand it. Like I understand, okay, that it's it's unsafe ground. Absolutely, but I just don't see how. Like how y'all does have this happen? Yes, y'all yeah. have so much better infrastructure and stuff like that over there. Just in Europe as a whole, even though UK is not European Union, I'm still going to kind of put y'all together. Yeah, we're in still that in sense. the same. Thing, yeah, yeah, it pretty much that same boat. And whenever something happens here, it's never as catastrophic or as dumb as that. It can mm-hmm. be. You know, strikes can always happen. You can always have a labor thing, something like that. But it's never, it's never just, yeah, we're just going to ground everything because there's too many. Well, why is there yeah. too many to begin with? Like, how does that like, happen? Why have you done this? Yeah. And they yes. do the same thing where they'll, they'll overbook flights and then, you know, there's too many people that show up and it's like, well, why the, did you do yes, that in the, the first place? The overbooking is something that yeah. absolutely happens here. I don't understand how that can be legal. I understand. Yeah. They're just of- taking their chance. Yeah. Yeah, but but then they just well, they'll kick people off and then they'll have to reimburse them. And I've heard mm-hmm. from flight attendants and everyone alike, don't ever take the first offer. Like keep holding out because yeah, yeah, because they'll do it and they have to, especially if they kick you off a plane and yeah. they'll say, oh, we'll give you five hundred, blah blah blah. Like don't accept it. Like you can, I've always heard that. Don't get more. 
And that was something with Heathrow on the flight back, my flight back from Heathrow. It was, hey, we're over, basically said we're overbooked. Do you want to take this with that? And I was just like, well, first, I wouldn't do it anyway. And second, yeah, like, cunt. no. Yeah, like I would go and be like, hey, I'll stay in another eight hours if I wanted to or if I could. But mm -hmm. give me more than this. Give me first class, you know, whatever it is. I don't yeah. Know. All right, everybody, there's your update, travel update. Make sure to check also legally what you're entitled to. Don't yes. let the man Don't just listen to me. <laughs> push you around. So maybe that money, uh, I might go to Vegas. There you go. Vegas TwitchCon <laughs> in October. Yeah, that's about two months away. Okay. So with that there, tell us <laughs> your uh, horror stories, your horror travel stories. Maybe we should have done the movie The Terminal. Where that maybe, guy gets yeah, stuck in like there. That. It would have been perfect to do that. But yeah. <laughs> uh, email us pot on the path at gmail.com check out the links below also uh to find us wherever our patreon this month coming out today oh shit. yes because of the expendables coming out we did a stallone movie from the 80s 1987's over the top it was a lot of fun it is a fun 80s stallone movie make sure to check that out we go pretty long on it it's just odd. turn your brain off for 90 minutes arm <laughs> wrestling backwards hats as i wear my hat backwards and he yeah. says he flips his hat backwards and he just gets in the zone i was like oh i should have done that i should have watched this so before. Good, <laughs> i know so i right, should check that out uh if you want more of us it uh, helps us pay the monthly bills that is all the house cleaning we have we're gonna get started today with 2013's two guns released august 2nd 2013 it's almost exactly oh, 10 years oh that's so cool i didn't realize that it is. Uh, so the budget here is $61 million. Wow. What do you think it grossed? I know it was met with mixed reviews, but I think it probably grossed 100 mil. $131.9 million. Nice. Yeah, so, so it, it more than doubled over its double? budget. Nice, yeah. that's good, that's good. That usually is what somehow nowadays you have to turn a profit. You have to double your budget for whatever stupid Hollywood accounting yeah. reason. You you have to do that. Yeah, the Rotten Tomatoes on this was like 61%, which is higher than I would have thought. Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty high. Yes, because I know when we talked about doing this movie, I was like, oh, I think I remember hearing about that movie, but I've never heard about it since. I've never heard anybody mention this movie. And so yeah, I just I just assumed this movie kind of just eh, meandered, kind of failed, and that was it. Yeah. But no, it got 60% mm -hmm. and it made double its budget. I guess if it was really bad, we probably would have heard about it. Yes. It's it not yeah. bad enough to be like a flop that people would be like, you have to watch this is so bad. Like, like it's just happening. kind of like the more happening. That's in oh, like okay. Shyamalan. Yeah. That one. Okay. Mm, you heard that, about that one. Yeah. I've seen some of it. I haven't seen it all, but that's definitely one to look out for of just this. It's one of the stupidest movies I've heard. <laughs> I've heard it's one of the stupidest movies plot wise. Mark Wahlberg plays like a science teacher scientist and plays oh, no. it like legit. <laughs> what, what I find funny First of all, about this film that we watched today is I haven't seen Mark Wahlberg in anything for so long. And I always thought your impression of him was really over the top, but it's actually not that over the top. But here's the thing, and I'll get into it. Here's the thing. He's not over the top in this because he's no. playing what I'm assuming. I don't think he ever says where he's from, but this movie takes place. Of course, it does in Texas for the most mm -hmm. part. It's like Texas, Mexico. It filmed in like New Mexico. But he's not over the top Marky Mark here. No, it's not. It's not like Ted. No, it's not like Ted where he's playing. It's not the departed. You know, he's just <laughs> super into it. But yeah, I was kind of disappointed in that. When he was there, I was like, okay, Mark Wahlberg's going to be just terrible in this. He actually wasn't terrible. He was just, he was just, he was okay. He was just kind of there, you know, doing his thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just find him really funny. And I, I don't know why I find him so funny to watch. He's just quite a strange character. Yeah, so we'll get into his filmography with the cast. First up, the director, somebody I had never heard of. This nope. is Baltasar Kormakur, an Icelandic Damn. director whose dad was Catalan Spanish. Whoa. I know. I wouldn't have thought he was Icelandic. Well, no, the name. Yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Well, the name I heard, we said it was Spanish. I was like, what? How is that Spanish? And then I saw it was Catalan. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, like Catalan and Basque are quotes Spanish, but mm-hmm. they have their own pretty much distinct language that if you're, yes. if you really get that lineage from there, you get some, no offense, but wild ass names. I have a traditional Spanish name, Cervantes. So mm-hmm. the Basque and the Catalans, I respect you wanting independence and all that, but your names are a little uh-uh, out there. Yeah, well, there we go. Cormac, Cormac, oh, d- you okay? Did I spell that right? No, but it sounded like right? you sounded like Cormac. Okay, it sounded like your voice was like dying. I was dying. reading, I was like, Cormac, okay, yeah, I thought my voice vo- is going a little bit. <laughs> that's your voice Usually was- it only goes by the end of the episode. <laughs> I thought it was going. I did, however, hear of two movies that he did 2015's Everest. I didn't see it, but I remember when mm. that came out. Shockingly, it's about Mount Everest, <laughs> climbing Everest. Right? <laughs> and then last year's movie, Beast. With Idris Elba. Oh no way! I didn't recognize any of his film filmography. Did, you don't? Did you ever hear about this? This where he's either he's stalking a lion or a lion stalking him. I'm assuming. No. The, I'm assuming no. the lion stalking him, but that might have been it. Idris Elba does some wild stuff. He does, and this is one here. When I saw it, I was like, "How is this going to be a movie?" But it's only 93 minutes, so it makes me want to watch it even more. It also has Charlotte Copley in it. Charlotte Copley is upcoming Leo Bonnert in The Witcher. No way. That, that's him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, you know what's coming out soon, which is an Idris Elba release where we could watch an Idris Elba film. What? Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Oh, yes. Is he mm-hmm. playing like the big bad or something? No, he is your new kind of companion. What? What happened? Okay. Sorry. I knocked over my drink. Oh, my and it God. Was you like, frightened me. I know because it was like half an inch from all over my keyboard oh no <laughs> okay, we're good. crisis averted but yes i uh at the party i was at on friday i got to watch um like a live playthrough of part of the first mission of the new Ooh. cyberpunk expansion where you meet idris and we were i was in germany obviously so they used the german uh audio so i didn't hear idris but i saw his character and it was yeah it's looking really good okay well i just want to hear him i don't care like you just want to hear him. Yeah, I just want to hear him. The vo- his voice is just awesome. It is. Yeah. It's very, what I would consider not posh, but not. I don't know how to say it because it, it's proper, but it's not. It's not posh. It's not posh. Kind of gruff. Yes, it, it's gr- his voice is gruff, but it seems to me also be a very proper speaking of it. Yes, well spoken, gruff yes. English accent. Yeah, and I will always know him from The Wire. Uh, oh, he right. Was, yeah. Where he Amer- doing a Baltimore like American accent. So when I heard him like yeah. super English, I was like, whoa, not you, not and you. Luther, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not you, Stringer Bell. But no, maybe sometime <laughs> we'll get that. All right. So now we have the writer, Blake Masters, Ooh, whom I also have never heard of. Yeah. He, not to be confused with the, the GOP candidate from Arizona senatorial race last year. All <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. That guy had the name Blake Masters also. This guy was a, mainly a TV writer. Uh, Sneaky mm-hmm. Pete ran that show. I've heard of that. He was on Law and Order, this show called Rubicon, I remember. This is the last, and this is the only t- a movie screenplay he's written. 
Wow. Yeah. I also saw this is based on a series of comics, which is yes. quite cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that either. And so he mm-hmm. adapted this, but this to me is fascinating is how he writes this movie. It's the only one. It was on the 2009 blacklist, which is always like the top 10 unproduced scripts of the year. Mm. And this is it. The movie seemed to make money. It seemed to be decently well-reviewed. We talked about it 60%, but he's never done another another one of his scripts, I should say, hasn't been made. I'm wondering, is he just a script doctor now where all he does mm-hmm. is punch up scripts for 50,000, 100,000 at a time? Because it shows on here also that he sold his two and a half million dollar home and then bought another two and a half million dollar home like five years ago. So, so he's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing all right. But the last thing he has credited on here that I see is that Sneaky Pete showrunner in 2019. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, I'm. you know what? Maybe that show, no, that show stopped in like 2019 also. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe just a script doctor. I'm just shocked when someone writes something that gets, is at least a commercial success. Yeah. And then they don't get another credit. I was wondering like what the instance is. Mm, I'm having a quick scan over his uh, Wikipedia personal life section to make sure nothing really drastically bad has happened. Yeah, and he's trying to be, yeah, he wants to be, or he's trying to be on the board of the Writers Guild of America West. So he's probably heavily involved in the current strike right now. This is from literally last month. So I don't know. He must be doing something. He's busy doing something for sure. He's doing something. But yeah, that's it. We can't really talk about anything else. He's done at least movies-wise. So now we're going to get into the cast. And ooh, the cast loved, loved so many people from this. First off, as I saw, during the film's development, Vince Vaughn was originally cast as Bobby. No! Vince Vaughn was playing the Denzel... <laughs> no! Vince Vaughn was playing the Denzel role, and Owen Wilson was cast as Stig. No, it wasn't. That's not true. That can't be true. So they were saying, hey, Wedding Crashers, baby, let's do it again. Let's do the, um, what was that stupid Google movie they made? Not the internship. Was it the internship? The intern movie? No, that's that Robert De Niro movie. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, it's something that dumb Google movie they did, which was fucking terrible. Ugh, called the it, internship yeah it right. is the internship okay yeah. the, the intern was also 2013 that what so there you go maybe oh He's my busy God. dude <laughs> if they turned down this to do that i never saw that oh it's horrible it's so it? bad the intern must be the bobby de niro one yes it okay. is yeah. okay this would have go. been a drastically different film had these two been the two front guys it would have had to have been more comedic i would say yeah for sure it, yeah it also said that some of the best lines were improvised by Denzel. Oh. Well, that makes sense. When they're just riffing, it feels yeah, yeah. it feels natural and it feels like two people kind of doing. It. I don't know if their chemistry was that good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was all that good, but you can just tell when they're kind of just riffing at each other. Yes, and, it felt okay. very just like friends joking around. Yeah, like well, I guess yeah, I guess they kind of were friends. No, yeah. they yeah, there was they, we'll get okay, we'll get into it with the plot because yeah, oh, we'll, okay, we'll get, I yeah. needed to have a notebook with me right now. Oh my word. god, oh, like my god, yes. I couldn't figure out what um, the fuck was going on. Then we're gonna be in the same boat. All right. Okay, so, good. <laughs> yes, first up in here, first up. I was trying to say off and up. First off and first up and first up. First up. First up. Denzel fucking Washington. To me, he is number one when people say who is the most like leading man, charismatic can single-handedly carry a movie is Denzel. Yeah. And, and to that I say, 2003's movie Out of Sight. A lovely Ooh. little thriller movie takes place in the Florida Keys. 
makes me want to go to the Florida Keys so bad. This movie is so basic. It's so meh. It's so average. It's got fun twists and turns. He is so goddamn good in that movie. And he is giving mm-hmm. it his all. I don't think he's giving it his all in this movie. I think he's kind of going through the motions. You think it's just something to a stopgap? I, I do because if you were to watch that movie Out of Sight, which came out again 10 years before this, he is at his most Denzel. He's yeah. acting le- like, he's, like he's in Malcolm X, like he's in a top level movie. And I don't know. I love that movie only because of him. And it's that movie that convinced me that he is just, he can elevate an average movie to a good movie, a good to a great, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen that one, but I do kind of want to revisit some of his because what I remember from him from initially, I think the first time I saw him was in this film called The Taking of Pelham 123. Yes. Do you remember that one yeah. with John Travolta? Yeah, the train, he, runaway yeah, train. He plays, yeah, yeah, the train. And I loved that film so much. I don't know why I just loved it so much when I was younger. But I think he was so good in that. He played like a, uh, what do you call the guys that work on the phones? Telemarketer? No, he oh, was like, um, you know, um, like on the switchboard yeah, for the cops, I think. Yeah, yeah, one of those guys. And I thought he was great in that. And then also Safe House with Ryan Reynolds. I liked him in that as well, which is just a silly film. And Ryan Reynolds just isn't that funny in it which just feels weird (laughs) he's never funny to me period so (laughs) the first ryan reynolds movie we do i'll let out all of my ryan reynolds hate and disdain (laughs) to come up let's just do ripd the first one so i can just (laughs) okay if you've already emailed me then sorry i think i might have said out of sight out of time is what i'm thinking out of time is what denzel's in that's the one that directed by carl franklin who also did devil in a blue dress with denzel who also did one false move i believe no was one false yeah one false move with denzel yeah excellent love carl franklin uh love denzel together excellent excellent watch uh those movies i just said right there all right so this also has three nominated actors Denzel is the first one. How many times do you think Denzel has been nominated for an Academy Award Oscar? I'm going to guess. Yeah. Four. Ten. What? He has been nominated for ten Academy Awards. How many has he won? He's won two. Okay. He's won. His wins are, where's it? Training Day, 2002. Lead actor. That's the first one he won. Antoine Fuqua, who also did The Equalizer. Shit, we should have done Training Day. It's Antoine Fuqua and it's Denzel. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) Too late now. We're ready in this. (laughs) Uh, And then he was also, he also won for 1990s Glory in a supporting role. Glory, Civil War movie about an all black regiment, Massachusetts, something in there. Excellent movie. I watched it 20 some odd years ago. Love it. The ending is real. Like it's true. And it's just shock. It's surprising to what you would think a movie like that would be about. Yeah, uh, he, he's great in it. Denzel's so goddamn good. Yeah, he was also nominated 88 Cry Freedom, 93 Malcolm X, 93 Malcolm X. This is the one that people are just like, how the hell did he not win? Amazing movie. Spike Lee. He's awesome. He lost to Al Pacino. Just hoo up here. Scent of a woman. Oh, no. This is going to be tough. I got the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, just so Al Pacino oh, and yeah. scent of a fucking woman. And it's just come on now. Oh, I don't think I'm just looking at that now. Who else was up for it? Robert Downey Jr. was also up for it that year too. What movie? Chaplin. He got no. Okay, that's um. Clint oh. Eastwood and Stephen okay. Ray. Yeah. You said Robert Downey Jr. I yeah, I did I, say that. I heard Robert De Niro, <laughs> and I was like, he was in Chaplin. I was just about <laughs> no. to be like, hey, Robert Downey. Oh wait, she just said Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's funny. I need to know what scent of a woman is. I don't know what that is. Uh, he's blind. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he he. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Which we'll right. get to another. I believe he's blind. That's why it's called Scent of a Woman. Yeah. And we'll get to the next another actor who lost their Academy Award to someone else playing someone with a disability. So okay, <laughs> of able-bodied people winning Oscars okay. for playing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Denzel was also nominated. Two thousand, The Hurricane. I was about to say The Hurricane. Two thousand thirteen, Flight. 2017 Fences for Actor and 2017 Fences for Producer for Best Picture. Oh, wow. 2018 Roman J. Israel Esquire. And then just last year, 2022's The Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, I would like to watch that, actually. A lot of people got upset at it because they were like, oh, they should call it like Black Macbeth. They got mad That's that they, is, they got mad that there's a black guy playing Macbeth. Really? Yeah, of course they did. Why was Shakespeare? Um, yeah, why am I surprised? Yeah. yeah. I do want to see that also because it's only 93 minutes. Oh, love yeah, that. Macbeth. I think Macbeth is where it's either ha I always get Hamlet and Macbeth mixed up. Yeah, my, I like, do. my like favorite quote, at least Shakespeare and all that's like my number one quote for like life is the readiness is all. And I think it's I think it's Hamlet. I think oh, it's I, Hamlet. I don't know. Yeah. Which Mac one that is? The fault in our stars. I remember that. That's uh Caesar, Julius Caesar. Mm -hmm, Macbeth is mm -hmm. the witches. Something wicked this way comes, right? Double double toil and trouble. I don't know. All right. I believe so. We're going to roll with that. We're I don't know anything about that. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So that's <laughs> Denzel. My uh, my goat right there. All right. Next up. Oh, mercy. How about Marky Mark himself? Oh, and if you're wondering, if you're young enough to be like, why does he keep calling him Marky Mark? Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch was a little yeah. hip hop group that Mark Wahlberg was in in the 80s and early 90s. Yes. I did not know about this until I looked at his IMDb earlier. And I was like, oh, he hasn't been in that many films at all. And then it was like, oh, this is what he's a producer for, which is actually quite a lot of films. Yeah. And then I opened up Actor and it was 74 and I scrolled right down to the bottom. And all of the first things are all of the music videos by New Kids on the Block. By New Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because Donnie include... Wahlberg, his brother was in New Kids. Yep. And then it's Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. All of their music videos is first as well. I had no idea. I had okay. no idea. No, and we're you can't talk about him without talking about his past episodes of the racial insensitivity, basically hate crimes. There's oh a, god. There's a bit going around where it's people talking about Mark Wahlberg and they'd be like, Mark Wahlberg hates crime. He hates crime so much, like he's really into like supporting police. He hates crime. Google Mark Wahlberg hate crimes. And it's trying to flip people into be like, oh, okay. And then they Google it. He has a couple of them. One when he was 15, chasing around some black children, yelling, kill the epithet, that one. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, and doing stuff like that. Another thing on a beach it has. But the big one is when he was 16, assaulting a Vietnamese American man. And I always heard that he that they blinded him by, like, beating him and throwing stuff at him. But then I also saw where he was already blinded when they did it. So I'm like, right. That's either way, kind of sus. Either way, it doesn't matter. Like if they're not, but if they were blind, yeah, either way, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, you can look that up on your own. The shit's really bad. Um, and I'm sure it's one of those things where I think the thing with it is he's never really done like a mea culpa about it. What and does that like, mean? Like an apology, like issue right. a full on and work to do it. And I will always use the American football player Michael Vick as somebody who you can write a past wrong. Michael Vick was a football player at the height of his abilities was dogfighting. And it came out, He, I'm not going to say what it is because it can be upset people on that, but it's dogfighting. 
and he killed dogs and it came wow. out how he killed the dogs that couldn't fight anymore or were done. Very barbaric. He got punished, got sentenced to prison, served his time, like in his career, came out, came back and actually was a good football player again. But he's issued apologies. He's done things for like the ASPCA. He does talks about animal cruelty and violence and all that. Now he's on TV as a like a analyst and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's what you do. He's apologized. He served his time. He was convicted and you can't hold it over him anymore. And I think that's the thing with Mark Wahlberg because he's never really confronted it and been it and still done stuff like he should be talking about this for the yes. rest of his life being like about tolerance and not doing this stuff. And I just don't think he's done that. Yeah. Like trying to do the work to stop it from happening again, not yeah. just by yourself, but by other people, by educating them. And on another note, something not as bad, but he was booked on one of the 9-11 flights. Oh, my God. And canceled or changed his flight the day before. But this here's the thing. In a 2012 interview, he said, and I quote, if I was on that plane with my kids, it wouldn't have went down like that. There would have been a lot of blood in that first class cabin and then me saying, OK, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. So he thinks he could have stopped 9-11. He would have stopped at least that American Airlines Flight 11, which I think is one that hit yeah, it hit the North Tower. Wow. And so was Seth MacFarlane, a Family Guy fame and Ted fame. But he was hung over and overslept. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So scary. It is. But for Mark that. Wahlberg to say that to me is the most tone deaf, out of touch yeah. Hollywood elite thing you could possibly say. It's not a it's... fucking movie, dude. Exactly. That's incredibly insensitive. To just be like, oh yeah, I would have stopped it. Like, shut up, yeah. man. And he did apologize for this, for yeah. what it's for what it's worth. He's also very Catholic and very much with like Mel Gibson now. And oh. any, and anytime somebody very Catholic with Mel Gibson, I'm like, eh, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. So he has a prayer app too, and it's like, whatever. Oh my god, I don't know I anything know. about this. I know. I try not to, but it just comes out because again, he's just a polarizing. And the thing is, I mostly like him in his movies too. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. He's un the departed. Depart the departed. He's basically playing himself. He got to do okay. his Southie Mark Wahlberg accent, bro. You know, he's not <laughs> stomping on, you know, doing that. But yeah, he got to do that. He got nominated. He's great in there because he got to play just an asshole right. Southie Boston. With Leo. With Leo. That's a great movie. Watch that one if anybody hadn't seen it as well. I believe that was the first time Scorsese got a Best Director Award, too. Wow. All, all the movies he's done, that's the one uh, that he <laughs> got on there. Mark Wahlberg, there you go. Interesting guy. Yeah. All right. Next, we have on here the other Academy Award nominated actor, Edward James Olmos, who played Papi. Oh, yes. Papi Greco. Papi Greco. He was nominated for 1989's Stand and Deliver, and he lost to Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man. Oh, is Dustin yeah. Hoffman the guy from Saved by the Bell? That's Dustin Diamond. Do you real? Do you really think that wrong? That Dustin Diamond Screech. That's that's hold now, hold up, hold up. Do you really think that Screech from Saved by the Bell won a Best Actor Oscar? That's why I was confused. I thought that's that's crazy. Okay, so there's the differences. When I got confused earlier, when I was like, "Wait, did she say?" Robert De Niro or Robert Downey Jr. I stopped and was like, you stopped huh. I stopped and was like, I got to process this. You just I boom. I just let it out. Yeah. You just let it out. So yes. Now, if anybody didn't know that, it's not Screech. That's Dustin Hoffman. But Dustin Hoffman plays at the time, the term was, I believe it was idiot savant. 
But now it's just <laughs> like it's he's playing an autistic guy. Oh, and Rayman, go to store, go to store, watch Wapner, watch Wapner. It's it is something that nowadays would not fucking fly at yeah, all. I've just no. looked at Dustin Hoffman. I know him from Meet the Fockers. Yes, he was in that. He was. Tom and Cruise Hook, was in Rayman. Yes, that's right. Captain Hook. That'd be something. Yeah. He didn't just die, did he? No, no he's not dead. No, no, I thought something no, just no, came out no. about him. No. Okay. He's all right. He's but by the if if this cap if he dies by the time this comes out, we will might have oh, killed. Oh no. I've been kind of on a little bit of a run with you certain You did kill th- someone recently, didn't you? I killed one person. No, that Terry Funk, we didn't mention him. We could have killed him on that. Terry Funk died the day of our over the top recording and he was in there. That Russian weird, mercenary man. captain, Prugazin, that did that little coup, the Russian war, Russian Ukraine war, he's the guy that the Wagner group who flips and was going to oh, like turn the day I, the day died. his plane crashed yeah he died but the day yeah. his plane crashed hours before me and this guy were talking about and explain, explaining it to another teacher who he was and oh, what that no. situation was and he's fucking dead and then the next day me and the same teacher were talking about this baseball player who's been injured for like three years about how bad his contract is and like two hours later he announced his retirement <laughs> Oh, so you didn't kill him. No, no he didn't. He just killed his career. <laughs> but no, so now I'm thinking like, oh, Dustin Hoffman, you have like four days yeah. uh, until this is recording this on the 27th. So, whoops. Oh, my God. Wait, what did you say Rain Man's about? Uh, He's an autistic person and Tom Cruise is taking care of him. And I, they have right. to, they're, they're going somewhere. And I think, oh, I think he counts Blackjack. That's what that came from, the hangover scene oh. and whatnot. That's why they call him Rain Man. And I don't say it anymore because it's not culturally sensitive. Like anytime somebody who's a little bit off, you know, maybe not necessarily autistic or on the spectrum, but they're really good at something. They're kind of awkward. I would either yeah. call them Rain Man or Beautiful Mind. And well, I, I was that's why I said that. That's why I asked what you what it was about because somebody used to call me Rain Man in my old job and I never knew why. Were you very good with numbers in your head and math? <laughs> No, I was very, um, I, one of my, part of my job was to make sure that this section of the store looked perfect. And there was, oh, so you, had to you keep know, I worked in, type. I had to keep everything oh, in the exact okay. right place. And usually people had to follow a guide as to where everything belonged. And I just remembered where okay, everything so belonged. That would be something like that'd be Rain Man. Good memory, something there. I do a beautiful mind because it was better because okay. Rain Man was more offensive. But now I think a beautiful mind is offensive too. Oh, like there was this student last year, we're in this random room and I, he was in my class where I'm social studies. We're in this math room because we got moved or whatever. And he starts like doing a thing on the board, you know, on the whiteboard, showing somebody how to do something I'm like, ah, whatever. Like 10 minutes later, I look over and I shit you not, the entire like whiteboard is covered in all these math equations. Oh my God. Like in Transformers too. Yeah, like in Transformers, like anytime you want to show somebody who's kind of insane but like a genius insane mm-hmm. and i just was like oh you got a beautiful mind over here and then as soon as i said i was like oh i probably shouldn't say that oh my god shit <laughs> and then i was like well they don't know what that movie is <laughs> yeah yeah they won't understand the reference they wouldn't just know like it's... i didn't <laughs> no you didn't there you go yeah all right so yes yeah, edward james almost right there uh next paula Patton, who i saw recently in mission impossible ghost protocol yes she is in that yeah i didn't know her from anything else no she plays the woman in the movie <laughs> she is the, the woman, woman. Yeah, there are good. i'm not joking are there three women who speak in this movie oh this movie is it her and the two waitresses yeah 
Yeah. That might be it. Anybody who may be watching this for some reason after listening, <laughs> count what it is, but by my own recollection, there's only three. There are no, are there any women on the base anywhere in the military when they go through? I actually don't like, think so. I don't no. think there is. There's the all the girls that he winks at yeah. and then Paula. And then talking. So this movie just went up a tier in my book. It's a man's <laughs> movie. No. Yeah, this, and she doesn't do much, and we'll get to no. the scenes. But she was also married to Robin Thicke, who got into a lot of trouble. No way. Yeah, yeah Robin Thicke. Oh, my Thicke. God. They were married until 2015 or 17. She got full custody. He had a, ew, he. He's problematic. Yeah. And that song is, that song was a big one. And hey, this is a great song. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, this song, is this song creepy? Then you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, hold I know on you a want second. Oh. The blurred and lines. Blurred with, lines. Sorry, what? <laughs> I know you want it. And then it comes out his activities. And it's like, oh, yeah. He wasn't even trying to hide it. He yeah. told on Just his about it. <laughs> He's told on his. All right. Um, we had Fred Ward was another one in here. Um, He was every bad guy from the 90s. I loved him as a character actor, but not a lot of stuff. Tremors was the big thing I remember him from. Mm. Uh, he played the, he played the Admiral. Yes. But nothing too yeah. big. Big time supporting uh character, uh, supporting actor. Right. Character actor. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. Character actor. And he's mm -hmm. dead. R.I.P. Fred Ward. Oh, he, he had a good run. Yeah. This was the last movie. This was the last movie. Only oh, died like a couple years ago. Yeah. All right. Last up, but not least, Texan. Not only Texan, but from Fort Worth, Texas, which you have now Ooh. been to. Bill Paxton. Oh, is he really? Speaking of R.I.P., he died. Oh. Yes. Bill Paxton, if you've seen any movie in the 90s, you saw him in Titanic. He's the guy at the beginning of Titanic. Yes, he is. That's what I knew him from. Twister, uh, Tombstone. If you're in a Western mood, go watch Tombstone. It's one of the best. Especially He voiced a guy in Call of Duty games. He did. Okay. Yep. In one of, I don't recognize the name of this one. It's called Call of Duty Advanced Warfare Exo Zombies. Sure. There's a sure, lot of her, her. There yeah, is, he, yeah. Yeah. He was nominated for an Emmy and a SAG Award for playing... One of the McCoys in Hatfields and McCoys, which I explained oh. a few episodes ago about the feuding families for no reason. Oh, when we talked about okay, the troubles. Yeah, cool. and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Is this the sentence you ever thought you'd hear? <laughs> when we talked about the troubles in Sausage Party. Oh, yeah, I remember that. In the Sausage Party episode, we just broke down the troubles and sectarian violence <laughs> in the movie Sausage <laughs> Party. So stupid. Yeah, so stupid. So he did that. He is from Fort Worth, Texas. Went to school in Arlington Aww. Heights, not oh, no Arlington, way. not Arlington High. I went to Arlington High in okay in nearby Arlington. He went to Arlington Heights. His great great grandfather was a Confederate general. Died commanding the Stonewall Brigade in the Battle of Chancellorsville. So if you know wow. about the Civil War, Battle of Chancellorsville, Stonewall Jackson, who also died, and then this guy commanding his brigade, very famous legendary brigade, died. But good riddance because it was a Confederate for sure. Yeah. Yep. And also, I didn't know this till today, till looking it up. He was at a Hotel Texas in Fort Worth on the morning of the JFK assassination. When JFK left Fort Worth to go to Dallas, there's a picture of him on his Wikipedia as a kid being held up in the crowd. Oh, he was a child? Yeah, that's Bill Paxton. Yeah, 1963. He was like eight years old. So oh, he shit. saw Kennedy so weird. the morning, morning of the assassination. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Which leads me to my conspiracy theory. Oh, shit. Here we Someday, go. I'm telling you, there's going to be one unhinged episode where something comes out about JFK or Oliver Stone, and we're going to cover the movie JFK. And it's going to be mm -hmm. about a four and a half hour episode <laughs> where we are breaking down the Kennedy assassination. I couldn't believe that everything. we didn't go and visit the, the Dealey the Plaza. Knoll. I know. I know. Went... You can, and you can, I, I assume it's still there, but there was like an X 
on the street where he got shot. Jesus. Yeah. So you can see like exactly where he was, you know, especially again from the school book depository. But next time, nice. next time. Yeah, we'll go see it. But yeah, Bill Paxton, unbelievable. Stipe dead at 61. God, that's way young. too soon. That yeah. scares me a little bit, actually. Yeah, way too soon. Um, but yeah, he had a good run. Amazing. We'll always live in my childhood memories, dreams, stuff like that. From 90s movies, because again, he did so much. All right, last one on here, we have James Marsden. Who... Yay! <laughs> I was like, hey. so here's my thing about this. I looked through his filmography and the movie Zoolander. Have you seen that? <laughs> I have. Okay, so you can explain this. Why the hell is he credited as John Wilkes Booth the assassin of President Abraham Lincoln. What? In Zoolander? In, in Zoolander from 2001, he's credited John Wilkes Booth, and I don't even want to look up the context, because that's that no. modeling movie. Yes, it is. That does not take place in 1865, in which John Wilkes Booth murdered the President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. I have no idea. Sorry, I can't explain that, actually. Okay. <laughs> I have I, no idea. I have to know. Like, I have to know, but I don't want to. So if anybody oh. does, jump in the Discord and we can discuss. Yeah. Zoolander in the... We're cre creating all sorts of new sentences never uttered in humanity. Well, we're going to discuss the gonna... movie Zoolander in John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> <laughs> I've just scrolled down to the bottom of James Marston's filmography. And guess what? One of the first things he was in. What? Saved by the Bell. No. <laughs> No, Chad Westerfield and Homecoming there we King. Go. What a fucking name, Chad Westerfield. <laughs> oh, say by the bell, the new class. Oh, what is that? That's where Screech was like a principal. No way. I think he became the principal. Yeah, that's the new class. So that's the only one that came back to that, I believe, was Dustin Diamond. Okay. Oh, no. I'm, oh, I'm thinking of something else. No, Dennis Haskins. Maybe Dustin Dime was a teacher because uh, Mr. Belding is listed in the main cast. Yeah, Maybe he was there, a teacher. So. Okay. I don't know. It sucked. I don't I don't recognize. Uh, I don't I don't recall watching the new class at all. I just watched the the OG. The OG, the college, the college years. I love that because oh, I, I did watch that sometimes. Actually, actually yeah. I was like 10 or 12 years old. I'm like, man, this is college. Look how nice yeah. it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. Oh, I love yeah. that show so much. They have hot professors. <laughs> Yeah, so he's in a bunch of shit too, but generally, genuine three, two, <laughs> one. Generally a likable guy, kind of usually playing like douchebags or something, but which he's playing here, I suppose. Yes, I love him in the TV show Dead to Me. He's really good in that. It's a Netflix show about these two women that become friends and then mystery and all comes out. But he plays twins in it. And I always think. Because one of the characters that he plays, one of the twins, isn't in the show for very long. And I always think he was so great. They probably just decided he had a twin so he could come back and be in the series. Oh, wow. Oh, that's <laughs> such a soap so opera good. move. Yeah, but yeah. like, that's my theory. But it probably wasn't that. But they probably had lots of lots of thought put into it. But I love the show Dead to Me. It's really, really clever. Um, Really, really nice characters. And... One of Netflix best, I think. And they didn't overdo it. It just had like three or four series. That was it. And they ended it. That's yeah. a long Netflix show. True. Yeah. And he's also in The Notebook. What? Never yes, seen he it. he is. I know you haven't. Stay but tuned he's for one that. to look that out will, for. That will come on. Yes. I, uh, 
his next movie coming up is Unfrosted, the Pop-Tart story, <laughs> which came up in our Discord in, reg- in regards to B-Movie. Okay. Because this is going to be directed and partially written by Jerry Seinfeld and starring Jerry Seinfeld. It so says again, business rivals Kellogg's and Post compete mm-hmm. to create a cake that could change breakfast forever. A perfect breakfast pastry before the other in 1963. It's got Hugh Grant and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Oh, it's, the cast is stupid big and stupid good. But I'll oh just say God. in relation to how we're doing episodes, that may be a hint on what may be to come. Interesting. Yeah. How perfect. But yeah, stay yeah. tuned maybe for something along the lines of Seinfeld. In that sense. Okay. All right. I think we've got the cast. Yes. As the we said, there's... There's no other uh, women. Do you want to talk about Waitress Maggie at all? Or? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> no, do you have something? No. Okay, Sorry. I did Sorry, forget. Maggie. I don't. I, I did forget um, to mention Mark Wahlberg's Oscar nominated. He's been nominated twice. Wow. He got nominated as a producer for Best Picture in 2011 with The Fighter. Right. And then, which lost to The King's Speech. Um, which okay. Was po- quite possibly the most boring movie I could ever think of. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Could not pay me to watch that. Ugh. I didn't watch it. Yeah. No. no. Not for me. But 2007, he was nominated. I might have said it earlier. He was nominated for The Departed for Best Supporting Actor and the lost Departed. to The Departed and lost to Alan Arkin, Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Yeah. And just uh, how did this old man beat me, bro? Then, he, <laughs> then he Vietnamese people out here I can beat. Come on. No. Oh dear. Oh no! It's oh, funny because God. time has passed. I don't know. Mm, it's funny because the punchline yeah. is not that the punchline is the perpetrator it's punching up right yes that is allowed perfect we'll do it okay we're getting here at the opening and just my first note hello fast and furious with this black challenger yes the the car the warmth of everything on yeah. the screen it looks dry and hot and yeah it does look exactly like a fast and furious film the way they do the reveal i liked how they did that you know behind the train yeah. it reveals the two characters in the car very, yeah. very fast and furious. And I mean, isn't the whole thing at the end, they've become family? It, they're it, dying a, for a fast and furious film. There's a lot to it. And I will say this. It's a, it's a charger in fast and furious. I know that. Like, this is a challenger. Okay. I like a challenger better. It's, it's Mopar, though. That old muscle from the 60s. I always wanted one. Like, one of my Aww. first cars. But they're they're gone now. And they get about four and a half miles a gallon. Right. So <laughs> probably not even that. But yeah, very much looks like it's very dry. <clears throat> Like I said, this was filmed in New Orleans, Louisiana, and New Mexico, but it takes place, it seems like, in Texas and Mexico. I kind of got lost where we were at times. Yes, like, they didn't. It wasn't super clear how they were going back and forth from Mexico yeah. quite a lot, but the bank that they rob is in Texas. Yes. So I think that must be the two main places they go between. I just between. thought, yeah, when they came across the border, I thought they were going into Mexico. Oh. But then it was, ta- I don't know, I got, we talked about it earlier. I got really confused with this because a fun yes. thing about this, and I th- I'm sure you did the exact same thing. I knew nothing about this. I literally yes. saw the poster. It's called Two Guns. That was it. And I yep. can't describe how awesome it is and how much better it is to go into a movie knowing zero. The only time I did this, I should say two times I did this in my life for the most part, are still two of my favorite movies ever. One's 1999's Arlington Road about mm. domestic terrorism. I had no idea. I just lived in the city of Arlington and I'm like, hey, I rated yeah. our movie when I'm 15. Yeah, mom, I'll go. I'll go with you to watch <laughs> this. Knew nothing about it. Awesome. And then 2004's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay. With Shane Black, 
Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer. This is pretty much what got Robert Downey Jr. the uh, Tony Stark. Like he's yeah. super Tony Starking it up just as a you know piece of shit guy kind of. And knew nothing about it and everything twist and turn was great. This I had no idea that they mm-hmm. were both undercover. Yep. I thought they were criminals. I'm like, oh, he's not. Oh, is, who's screwing? And such twists yeah, and yeah, turns yeah. even more so than normal. I totally agree. This is like what we call a blind playthrough mm-hmm. in the gaming worlds. But even if you had have read the Wikipedia you know, the short description, the first thing is an undercover DEA agent takes advantage of Michael and then turns out and I was like, okay, if I had known all that, it would have made more sense watching it the first time, but you wouldn't have had the big reveals. Exactly. Yeah. And I love doing that too. Like, cause you know, trailers give so much away sometimes too much. Oh no, I won't watch them. Surprises. Yeah. I won't watch them anymore unless it's something like I watched the Napoleon one. Because right. I was like, well, there's really nothing. They're not going to show know the any- story. <laughs> I know the story and you kind of just want to see what it is. But yeah, if it's a movie that I really want to see, I won't watch the trailer because now they're two and a half minutes long. And now they have trailers before trailers and yeah, then extended trailers trailer, and teaser no. trailers. And it's just like, I, that's, that's too much. That's too much. Sometimes they just show you all the good bits of the film as well. And you're like, oh, okay. Now you kind of expect what's coming. Some of them literally cut the movie down to like two and a half minutes where they'll show a twist and then like they'll show part of the ending. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. That was like uh, the biggest one recently is the the trailer that they brought out for part two of The Witcher. Oh, yeah. Where they showed, you know, I'm sure everyone's watched it, where they showed Rience. Get it? Yeah. His death scene. And I was like, you showed that in the trailer. You showed me that. And I thought but that by seeing that in the trailer, You're like, nah, it must it. have not been legit, but you just did it. And why did you do that? I don't understand. Yeah, that don't make no sense. They're spoiling it themselves. So we get a lot of banter here with these donuts and eggs. And this is where it started to feel, oh, they're riffing. You got Denzel and you got Wahlberg here riffing in there. And then, okay, they light it on fire. I was like, I'm kind of invested in this pretty quick. And I was like, no, you fucking did not just do it three weeks earlier. You did not just do that. It is. They oh, sent pissed. us back in time. Don't like it. Don't. No. You didn't? No. You're because done with time jumps? <laughs> it's not that I'm done with that, but it's just because they're going to do that and there's going to be already enough twists and turns and they got border and they're doing this thing. It's just mm-hmm. when and they caught it pretty quick. I'll give it that. Yes, it but, didn't drag on too long. But I don't know why you needed to show that first scene to hook. Like I get you want to hook and then you go back. It's a time honored tradition of like screenwriting. I just don't think you need to do that. I don't think they needed to do it. Like they could have just showed them show up, have a, okay, what is this going on? Cause they go into this next I have is the chicken scene. What the fuck? Yeah. Per chickens the, across this whole movie. I was like, these animals are just going to die. What's going on here? And then those bulls and everything. I just kept waiting for the oh animal. My God, cruelty. Yeah, the bulls. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't do it. I thought that uh patchy, that chopper was just going to start unloading. Like yes, I did too. I was thinking, why why are they being caught catching strays here? Yeah. But no, I didn't I didn't like it. It wasn't the big deal and it caught back up quickly. I did appreciate that. They didn't go yeah. back for like half the movie and then really catch back up. So I guess they, they I, did it a good enough time. I kind of wonder if that was the plan from the get-go to have that scene and then go all the way back and come back to the, the diner scene again. Or did they just love the diner scene so much they're like, you know what? Let's do that bit first and then call it back. You know what? I just said that I didn't like it, but it had me hooked because I was hooked. Yeah, like, true. what are they doing? They're going to think, oh, they're lighting it on fire. They're blowing it up. So it, it got me. So it, it worked. It did. I just, I, just <laughs> I didn't like it at the time, but it kind of it kind of come back up. We have the line here. 
if I wrote this down correctly, just because you, you put your take two, just because you put your finger in your belly button and shit comes out, don't make it an asshole. Yep. What the hell? That is inspired poetry from Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I don't know if that's if that's just incredible screenwriting or if that's incredible <laughs> improv or what, but well, I doesn't after he say that doesn't Denzel go? What did he say? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if that was just something Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, just like wait, what? And that one didn't come back. The quote about how much you ever robbed a bank? How much you ever? What is it? How much you ever eaten a diner across robbing a bank? Best donuts, three counties. I just butchered the hell out of that. They say something like, you never heard the saying, never rob a bank across from a diner with the best donuts in three counties. Yeah. And then, countries, rather, it says. The, oh, no, counties. No, counties, counties. counties. Yeah, and then yeah. Bill Paxton says it later. I was like, okay, that's kind of a funny callback. Yeah, yeah. I think they say it two or three times in the film yeah. overall. Yeah, it's like, oh, they did it. So when they when they do go back across the border, though, Stig says that they're visiting Tuba City just outside of Odessa. What is and that? I don't know because I just drove through Odessa last month twice going to Arizona from North Texas. Oh, yeah. Odessa's in Texas. And I Googled Tuba City and it's in Arizona. And so when I did that, I thought, oh, is this how they caught him? They caught him saying like Tuba City, that's not near Odessa. I've, you know, somebody uh, like there had been to Odessa because as soon as they said, I'm like, I don't remember no fucking Tuba City. Yeah, yeah, near yeah. Odessa. So that's how they get caught talking shit. I thought that was it, but it wasn't because it was all a setup. Ah, yeah. And so let's get into this right here, because this is the first little whoop, little twist. And again, this is like when you read a screenplay for the first time and you watch this. If you don't know, it's like, oh, OK. So mm -hmm. when Bobby's in there and the Border Patrol agent leaves, and he's like, are we alone? Can they see us? You know, blah, blah. I was like, oh, they're crooked. Mm -hmm. I thought he, I thought the Border Patrol agent was crooked. I still thought Bobby was a drug criminal. dealer, a criminal. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this Border Patrol agent is crooked. OK, I like where this is going. And then Deb comes in. And she's in on it, too. And my dumb ass is still like, are they all in on it? They're all crooked? Whole patrol, yeah. The whole, and I'm like, this is kind of, and then the undercover was like, oh, no, you idiot, he's undercover. <laughs> yeah, it took me so long to click oh, onto my... it as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that says about me, about what I think about DEA and Border Patrol. I think that says mm -hmm. a lot. <laughs> what is DEA? The only reason I know DEA is from Breaking Bad. Drug Enforcement Agency. Ah, Remember Mr. Hank. I was going to say, no, there's the biggest drug dealers on the planet. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Hi yo. Hello there. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> All right. So he's undercover as DEA trying to get Poppy's money and kind of brought in Stig, whom he thinks at this time is just a random criminal. Gives us 20 years, blah, blah, blah. But we learned that through what I have is down as a gratuitous, unnecessary nude scene. Yeah. Yeah. So she does her little her signal or whatever where she changes the ring and puts it onto her thumb and then all of a sudden she's topless she is but her hair is strategically covering most yeah of her breasts she's not quite got that mermaid thing going on not it's quite not but it's quite long enough <laughs> but i will say this and this is interesting because i had down like okay this right here this is epitome of male gaze right where it's just yeah. the guy is sitting is basically all covered up. You can just see like his chest and she's just naked in that. However, it was Paula Patton's idea to go topless when she's in the bedroom because she said it didn't make any sense why she'd have a bra on after they just had sex. That is true. I guess. That is 100 percent true. And I always think that when they show like the ending of sex scenes, and they <laughs> is, have all their underwear on. they're still 
co- uh, like clothed or they're just instantly like fully covered up. <laughs> and I'm like, have these Don't people, as, yeah, but it's just like fully covered. I'm like, are they cold or what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. And that's how they usually do it. So, and then it happens again. Like we, we go somewhere else and then we come back and they're in bed in a different scene. And she, then she's like, has the, the bra on everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, they have two scenes in bed where she's pretty much naked. Oh, that's the woman's role. Got it. Got it. That is her her role in this, yeah. For yeah, she, it's like I joked about earlier that she is the woman, but yeah, this is another thing where it's, yeah, this is where just hey, we got to put a woman in. Okay, put a hot woman in. Yes, and just have her, and she can ha- be your love interest. Be half naked, their love interest. Then she'll get captured, do nothing, yeah. and they get they get executed. I <laughs> know, <laughs> Jesus, I wasn't expecting that. She did deserve it though. I did, I was actually glad that they did execute her. Because yeah, I, th- I thought it was going to be like, oh, they'll save her. Oh. Nah, nah, nah. And then even though she screwed him over completely, she really did. Mm-hmm. like she's bad. I thought that that's what they would have done. That's what most movies would have done. They'd be like, oh, we can't kill a woman. Man's got to have a code. Yep, we'll save her. But yeah. no, she gets fully shot. She gets shot in the head. Uh, so Bobby, yeah, I said Bobby wants to rob the bank, wants to get Poppy's money, was still caught in the process. Looking back. Uh, they're trying to get three million dollars, but first, but wait, there's more. Stig <laughs> is apparently in the fucking navy. The navy is yeah. into robbing banks now. This this little section, little division. Yes, this was. I didn't understand this. I was like, first of all, the navy is a really like strange one to go for. I don't know anything about the navy personally, but yeah, they have this guy Quince is ordering him to go undercover with drug dealers to get some money to fund covert operations because they think bobby (laughs) they think bobby's the i know a guy he knows a guy yeah and we talked about oh we didn't talk about it earlier yeah bobby knows a guy he's connected he wants the cocaine gives the money they don't give him the money they execute his informant little toro all of this is going on and i'm like this is a very convoluted movie for mark mark Wahlberg and denzel washington shooting guns called two guns yes there's so much corruption and there's lots of levels to it that it became really confusing. And by the end, I was like, you know, the you know, the big standoff at the end with all the different groups. I was like, this feels like Anchorman 2 at this point. I don't know who's with who. Or like <laughs> James Morrison also seems very young to be not only a Navy yeah. commander, a SEAL. Like they're in the SEALs. Yeah, he does seem really young. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And Mark Wahlberg is like a petty officer. So not only is he in the Navy, he's got to be a Navy SEAL bro, which he plays. <laughs> no, he plays uh, is he a ranger? In that, talked about Peter Berg in a previous episode that, uh, not Last Man Standing, that's the Western movie. Lone Survivor, I think, is Mark yeah. Wahlberg, where he plays like an F in Afghanistan. He's not playing in Afghanistan, something like that. So, Mark Wahlberg loves military, loves shooting, but it will explain how he shoots those chick, how he shot those chickens' heads earlier. So, oh, well. wow, yeah, yeah, we forgot to say that he was in Transformers as well. Yeah, that one we will cover because that's <laughs> Age of Extinction and The Last Night are his right. two. We will yep. cover them because have you seen? I've seen Age, Age of Extinction, okay. but okay, I have so, not seen The Last Night. So we're in the same boat. And apparently The Last Night is just so bad that it's just, yes. Yeah, I went to see it being filmed because it was, you know, they used the streets of Newcastle as their London. Did they? Yeah, so I saw wow. Bumblebee. I saw loads of the cars driving around Newcastle no City way. Center. Yeah, that's their London. Did you get any video of it or pictures? I got pictures. Yeah. Oh my god, okay. it was years ago. Yeah. I'll oh, find that's them. true. That would have been a long time ago. Not as good a, <laughs> not as good a camera phones there. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Long ago. Stay tuned like... for all of the Transformers. So, I now have down 
Oh no, wait, that yeah, they robbed the bank. I like that scene. Yeah, they robbed the bank. It was, it was very cool. The creepy mask there. I like how they just they just locked the police up for a small town like yeah. that. They're like, you're going to chase after us. We're just going to lock you up. The police have that oh shit moment that they're now locked in with the prisoners. Yes, that's the scariest part of it, I think. Like, oh, <laughs> and the donuts. When you got the best donuts in three counties, those cops are going to be eating them. Such a lazy but will always be funny. Her, her cop donut joke. Cops like donuts. Yeah, they, they just can't get away with not doing that, can you? No, and then just make them fat. And it's like, okay, I, I support that right there. And <laughs> yeah, so Stig shoots Bobby. Oh, Bobby has his gun. He's about to pull it. He's got his DAA badge. But nope, Stig is too quick. Shoots yep. him. And then she's, what the fuck is that? Oh, that's your badge. Doesn't kill him. And then leaves him there to basically die. Yeah. So he does shoot him. He shoots him before he realizes his DEA. And mm-hmm. he shoots to miss. Because I think he has grown some affection for Bobby. Yeah. Doesn't want to kill him. He just shoots him in the arm so that he can get away. But, but the, am... the, the order was to kill, right? Yeah, but the thing James is... James Marsden said kill. If you're in Stig's shoes there, you can't let him live... If you're going to let him live, then you have to be like, oh, shit, we're in this. You know what I mean? Like, you can't you have to be together. Yeah, you can't just leave a loose end ha- like that. You have to kill him or you can't leave a loose end, wound him and know that he's going to come after you or die. Mm-hmm. If, if you mm-hmm. need to kill him, then just kill him. You know, so I, yeah. that's kind of one of those. I get you've grown attached and you don't want to do it, but not just from the loose end of the Navy, the loose end of yourself, of this guy. Yeah. Now, you know, he's DEA. If he survives, why is he not going to bring the whole thing down on you? Yeah, and he obviously realizes that with how he posts up on the roof opposite his own apartment, waiting for Bobby to show back up. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. But first, we get introduced to Bill Paxton. Yeah, and I have down. I'm like, is he a gangster? Because he puts like the hand on that guy, and I'm like, yeah. okay, this is not something an agent would do. And then that I was put his- rough. I put to see a gangster and then I see him talking to the local police and everything. I'm like, or is he just the best goddamn FBI agent? But I was wrong because they were using this Mexican money. He is, of course, in the CIA. He is. Yes. I can't remember what his role is exactly, but he is operative. Yeah. Yeah. And so as soon as I saw that, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, here we go. And it's one thing that I will fault the movie for that. I don't want to on its face is this is a very dumb movie. Like you said there, it's a tired movie. It's your hungover. It's a good thing there to watch, you know, to have on. But man, introducing this, introducing the CIA, taking money from the cartels, working with the cartels, allowing the cartels to exist and do what they want, but give you a cut is absolutely fucking true of what the CIA has done on record in other countries. Really? Oh my God. The Contras, Iran-Contra, Reagan in the 80s of just the federal government in and of itself funding like right-wing death squads in these countries because anybody other than a democratically elected leftist or socialist government, we're going to support and overthrow. It's about Mm -hmm. 20 to 30 countries the United States and the CIA has overthrown since like the end of World War II. Many of them democratically elected. We just didn't like that government. And so when they have in here the CIA doing this, I'm like, holy shit. Let's do more with it, but it's no, yeah. it's a dumb movie. And so, like I said, I don't fault it for it, but it's like, man, there's something there to really get people to understand how fucking awful the Central yeah. Intelligence Agency, that's the CIA of the United States, is and has been for the last 70, 80 years. Like the corruption is just rife. Yeah, because I think they, he said something like, Poppy and the other cartels pay them a cut 
for exchange of using yeah. the the plans. So they're they actually giving them CIA plans to yeah. smuggle drugs across the border. And that's the thing when people right. say it's just, okay, how do they get it across the border? You know, this isn't the 60s or 70s, like when that movie Blow, when you could just fucking take a plane and no one gave a shit. But the FAA yeah. right now, if there's a plane going over the border post 9-11. Oh, my God. We, yeah, <laughs> we know that plane. Like we yeah. know what that plane is now. If that it's plane identified, yeah. If that plane has CIA clearance, if it's a government one, if it flies only over the government CIA military airspace, then the FAA won't, you know, involve in that. And so it is. It's like, how do all of these drugs get in? How is more not caught? And it's like, because a lot of it are let in because people make a lot of money off of it. So much money. It's insane. Yeah, and that do believe that's one of the biggest reasons why like marijuana is still federally illegal because if that becomes legal and you cut out the cartel's marijuana then you're cutting out billions of dollars but how many everything yes but how many people in the u.s see government not non-government would then lose out on those millions and billions of dollars Mm. it's a good business but no the hit on the cia that i was glad to see that the cia agent was the actual big bad yeah and he is awful even the poor vet yeah the poor vet yeah so this guy kind of Seems to be like hot on the trail of Bobby and Stig the whole film, and he visits everybody that is kind of involved in the yeah, story. He's, yep, right. Behind. He's close behind, yeah, and people get shot in the knee, which is oof, awful, dude. That awful, oh my awful. god, the the Russian roulette scenes. Oh, I didn't were like them. So tense, and even mm. when it was Denzel, when I knew that yeah, it was not going to shoot Denzel. Well, yeah. the the knee I could have seen when he put it on his growls. I was like, okay, he's not going to shoot his dick <laughs> off, you know. But like the way they do it, and you hear the cheek, it's like yeah. slowly. You hear the last thing. I'm just like, oh my god, please just get this over with. Yeah, it was horrible. I felt awful for the vet and his assistant. I was another woman in the film. The vet's assistant. She didn't have any lines, but so she what, did a good scared face. So was she actually in it? <gasps> that was her big break. I, did you even hear? No, she was on the other side of the window, right? When we first, when Denzel oh, is there, hear her? she's there just listening to the conversation. Does she actually? And then make when an he comes no- back, I okay. don't think she does make a noise. There you go. No. I think I think that she didn't even do that. Like you said, it's just her face. Like she a woman a making job. noise. Yeah, she for was what awesome. it was worth. Congratulations, like super extra. She and yeah. she got paid the same as a regular extra. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. She should have gotten special extra status. Yeah, I think she should have. Just let her say like a couple words, get her that paycheck, get her that scale for the day, cheap ass. No, I bet of the, what I say, this was a $61 million budget. Mm -hmm. Man, I wouldn't be shocked if 10 to 15 million each went to Wahlberg and Denzel. Probably. Easily those two. Yeah. Yeah. Big money. All right. So we get to the apartment mentioned earlier. Bobby goes to Stig's apartment and finds that he's being watched and it's sniper, all that. They I like that. that scene. Yes, it was awesome. It was a cool in the mirror. The mirror kind yeah. of fooled him. He shot himself. But the scene coming out of that was really cool. And I have it down because pure video game guiding. Oh, that's exactly what I wrote. Is, is it? Yes. It, was it is such a video, video game, game down to a T. Yep. Like I, you could either play as a sniper or you could play as Denzel. And you've got a, I, well, it's very like The Last of Us when you play as Joel and you're protecting ellie and i think it's um the two kids sam and henry and you were like overwatch for them as they make their way through the cars and i was like this is exactly like that it's so cool yeah. it they need to make that... it i know it's a comic book series but it needs to be made into a video game now too yeah now that was a cool scene and i'm more wary not wary 
more watchful. <laughs> I'm wary of this. No, I'm more watchful <laughs> of scenes like this now that do seem like straight video game moments. Yeah, yeah, that could be plopped into any kind of video game. And there was yeah, something awesome. I remember. Uh, GTA Five had something like that where you're a sniper and you're helping yeah. somebody like get in this, and you have to shoot the people. Yeah, and tell them to go somewhere, and they have to wait for them to go, and you have to shoot going around. A lot of games. I have love had those. that. Yeah, I love a sniper mission, a sniper stealth mission. Like my favorite Call of Duty mission of all time is all gillied up. Don't know if you remember it, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, the first I'm, Modern Warfare game. I've didn't played any of their I haven't played oh. any of the story ones since the literal first one in like 2003 or whenever it was. Oh my god, COD 4, which was the first Modern Warfare game was such a good story and yeah, the mission all gillied up. You play as a a sniper in the full ghillie suit, you know, that just looks like grass and you crawl through the grass and there's like the bad guys are walking right by you and um, then you've got to like oh it's so so good and it's just one of my favorite missions of all time in any game so kind of anything like this reminds me of that my favorite one is no russian no it's not <laughs> i remember when that came out i even i was just, it's just crazy like, i'm like this seems kind of a bit extra yes like, it's it's that's actually taking it up a notch yeah, at the beginning of the game, there was a warning and you could actually skip, to skip that. Yeah. yeah, But the new Modern Warfare 3 trailer came out um, in the past couple of weeks. And uh, part of the trailer was a guy picks up a, you know, like a burner phone and he receives a text which says no Russian. Huh. So everyone's Weird. like, ah, oh. what are oh they going to do? It's coming back. Yeah, woohoo. <laughs> A very stereotypical moment coming up here as we get to i uh what was his <clears> name <throat> the boss his name jessup yeah we get to jessup and it's very stereotypical this hard-working man who's chugging pepto-bismol and then <laughs> takes a drink like liquor whiskey whatever it is yeah and was like typical I, dude yeah it's just like oh okay and oh we should say that the, now the navy is now after Mark Wahlberg, he helped them or he tried to show them where the body was. They turned on him. He's not killing anybody, which I didn't know. I was like, okay, fine. Like at first, maybe, but afterwards and like on the base, I get it. I get the base not doing it, but I'm like, I know these are your brothers trying to kill you. you, Yeah. Yeah. And now, especially when they go to your apartment, it's like, at what point do you properly start just getting rid of them? Yeah. Yeah. Because, and I agree, it's very brave of this movie to make the CIA people in the Navy, then the admirals bad. Yeah. It's to make them like the bad guys. And I get it. You're talking about officers. It's not the person next to you, as they say, you know, you don't fight for your commanders. You don't fight for your country. It's about fighting for that, you know, your brother next yeah. to you. But to do that, I'm like, okay, that's still interesting. Because anytime again, post 9-11, when you make the military in any way bad, bad. you just mm. don't see it really. Yes, it's very uncommon. Yeah, we get a lot of stuff here about um, like corrupt police. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's become, that's enjoy, become a, yeah. yeah, that's become a bigger thing for sure, except every single goddamn TV show is police, lawyers, and stuff like that. And so this, yeah. the, we've been propagandized for the like, last 30, 40 years <laughs> of just every show being a cop show, and they're good yeah. cops. And I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking fantasy. This ain't how it works. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not seeing planted evidence. I'm not seeing anybody in any way prejudiced, racially biased. <laughs> and so I'm like, eh, it's a nice little fairy tale to get away, but please don't think that shit. Is indicative of like actual fucking policing. Mm. So they get there, they kill the boss. Denzel doesn't get his kneecap or his groin blowed off, blowed off, blown off. But he <laughs> is at this point now going to be framed for the murder of him. So now he's yes. kind of on the run with there. They've both been kind of blacklisted. Yes, and I think 
Earl lets him go on the promise that he'll get he'll find the money and return it to him. Yes, we did a really bad job explaining that they didn't <laughs> they didn't steal three million dollars. They stole forty one point two five million dollars. Yeah. And this we're wondering where the money's from, where the money's from is the CIA slush fund. Yes. And apparently there's several of them across the country. Yes. And it has to do with Poppy going in there. So when they come, they abduct Poppy. They both kind of arrive there at the same time. Actually, Bobby got there first. Uh, yeah. And then what's his face? Mark Wahlberg gets there. They throw him up. They chase after each other. This fucking fight through the car window when they do the little yeah. chicken and they slam side to side and then just start like punching each other through the window <laughs> was so Family Guy Simpsons cartoonish Yeah. <laughs> that I just started dying because somebody in Discord put a video of the Simpsons clip where these two fighter pilots are like, they both shoot each other down and they're arguing while they're falling from a parachute <laughs> and they land on the ground and then they get up and instantly just start punching each other. Yeah. This reminded me so much of that. And like a family mm-hmm. guy clip where Quagmire and Peter did the same thing. I was, I was literally started busting out laughing at them fighting through the window. It's so funny. I like so cartoonish. They're, they're doing like a joust almost. They're just going to drive straight at each other. And then, and then yeah, t- they're just out of the car and it's, yeah, it is quite funny when they're like, you let go first. Okay, one, two, three. And for, they go on and on and on that neither of them let go. But yeah, they're just two dudes play fighting. They, yeah, and then yeah, they're holding each other and then you let go. No, you let go. Oh, see, I can't mm-hmm. trust you. I can't trust you. And they finally do it. It's like, okay, children. <laughs> you, you've, you've got that children. And so, yeah, then they, they take Poppy to the safe house, if you will, which is Deb's place. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do that. But the, before there's where we learned it was a CIA. And I think what I have in here also is Mark Wahlberg is doing his best Nathan Drake impression with the <laughs> front part of his shirt tucked in with like a little belt buckle. I'm like, that is straight up Nathan Drake from the first several Uncharted. Yes, that was like his thing was oh. like a V, not quite a V neck, but maybe just unbuttoned yes. uh-huh. and then the three quarter length shirt. And it tucked into the front. It was at least the first two. I know by the fourth one, I think it was kind of gone. Yeah. Well, he was in the Uncharted film, right? With Tom Holland. And leads into that because guess who was initially cast as Nathan Drake? Who? Mark Wahlberg. What? When It was supposed to be made like a decade ago, like 10, oh, like about okay. this time, like 10 to 15 years. And I don't know. I couldn't find out if this was like an actual nod to it, but mm-hmm. he was supposed to be it. And then it took so long to get the goddamn movie made. He aged out of it and became the worst casted solely that is a one million we will 100 percent do that show cover that movie uncharted yeah i never seen it never played it it is so this movie it's so bad it's so dumb i've seen it three times (laughs) because i love globetrotting adventure movies like that it's like national treasure it's very indiana jones-esque like uncharted and all that yeah but i can't think of two worst casted people and Tom Holland is Nathan Drake. Just little big boy. Look at me. I'm a big grown man. Yeah. Help me. You know, and then fucking Mark Wahlberg as Sully is so bad. It's so fucking bad. Have you played any of the games? No. So I've never played them, but it's sad to me because, you know, we love a game adaptation and they've been somewhat good recently. And The Last of Us is obviously not that big one. one. Yeah, so it's it's sad that Uncharted was so bad because I know it's really really well loved. Was oh, it just I, the was it just the first game that it covers, or is, is there you know is there likely to be it, more? No, films, it, or? It, it it's it covers a fair. I shouldn't say it covers a fair amount of the fourth one. It doesn't cover any of the games. It's kind of its own thing. Oh, it's but just it hits right, okay. on it Their hits on story. that he has a brother, which was not introduced till the fourth one. 
Like he right. didn't know about it until then. So it hits on kind of an overview of it. Their their meet cute is different than what they had in mm-hmm. the games where they met is when he was when he was like a small not not small child, maybe like a teenager or something like that. I'll say this though. You can just play the fourth one and I think you'll you'll get it. It might not hit as hard, but that's the first one I played was the fourth one. And uh-huh. Uncharted 4 is my favorite standalone linear story game. And I'll say that I like it more than The Last of Us. Wow. Purely because purely because The Last of Us is just so damn hard to play, like to it get through. It's rough. so dark, it's so rough. It's an amazing story. But Uncharted 4 feels very fucking real and it has the most realistic conversations between a married man oh, yeah? and a married woman if they mm-hmm. feel natural like what people would actually do and just what it hits on and troy baker and nolan north troy baker's the brother i always forget troy baker's yeah in it as he's well. sam he's good and then so and it's also has to do with the brother relationship which obviously having a brother it can be more you know yeah. in on it but hits play the fourth one it's maybe 12 hours to get through oh, the wow. whole way yeah. it's linear it's it's an amazing story. Can't recommend that game enough. Okay, yeah, I would consider it, but it's all um, it's all PlayStation in it, so it is. They haven't ported that. That's right, they haven't. Oh, and I no. hope they is it Naughty Dog? Yeah, it is. Yep. Okay, I hope they don't do any more PC ports. To be honest, <laughs> after the last one, <laughs> it was traumatic. After the last one, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they won't uh, won't do that. All right, so they're going to steal a car. Now they're kind of together. They're trying to feel that Poppy's escaped. They've decided at this point they're going to rob the Naval Air Station Corpus Christi. So I have down this cars they're trying to take. They Prius. Like, what about that Prius? And they walk towards it. And I was like, yay, Prius. But they don't. That's what you have. Is that right? Yeah. You have a Prius. Yeah. I was hoping they'd steal some beater Prius. Instead, they steal what I think is a beater Dodge Caravan. Yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah. It's like a 90s, maybe like an 80s Dodge Caravan. I was like, I have not seen one of those in God knows how long. No, no. I'm, I'm still kind of, maybe you felt like this when you came to England as well. Like the the, the cars in America are so different. Yeah, just bigger. Yeah, bigger. And there's just not, not as many cro- crossovers. Like I thought we would have a lot of the same cars and then you guys would just have some bigger ones. But it seems like all of them are really different. Yeah. Well, you also came to Dallas Fort Worth. Well, yeah, that's true. Where <laughs> I'm basing my opinion of all America on Dallas, Texas. King, big car. You got to have a big car. Trucks in the cities, you know, in mm-hmm. the suburbs, especially staying in like North. You're going to see all the splendor of a North Texas suburb that you went through. But yeah, more cities will be more friendly towards cars. Yeah. yeah it's kind of the big allure of the suburb is you get your big ass truck and don't put anything in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Just the dog. All right, so we're getting to the main part here, the climax. So they get to Naval Air Station, Corpus Christi down in Texas, the Gulf Coast down there. Corpus Christi, Latin for Body of Christ. Wow. Yeah, Body of Christ, Corpus Christi. Now it kind of makes sense of what it is. Yes, yeah, it does. So, this, so Naval Air Station, I've been going to one since I basically moved to Texas. My dad retired at, Hick- not Hickam, that's where I was born, God damn it. That's in Honolulu, at Carswell <laughs> Air Force Base in Fort Worth. It is now known as the NASJRB, Naval Air Station Joint Reserve Base. So I've been going to those forever. And so when they get up, this has a gate like that down and comes up. Yeah. I've never seen one of those. All the ones I've been to, I just went to, oh, right here, Davis Monthan. Didn't even mean to do it. So this shirt I'm wearing, (laughs) Arizona Davis Monthan Air Force Base. That's in Tucson. 
they just have somebody there that checks your ID and everything. There's no gate going up and down. Okay. And so yeah. when they plow through the gate, I just think of, oh my God, if that happened, like the absolute yeah. shitstorm lockdown wow. hell that would come down. And this, I was surprised by this. Yeah. Like how they would just do that. Yeah. I thought there's no way you get out of that alive. Like you're going to be shot. You, I, Straight up. It, the NASJRB here, you would because it's not nearly as busy as that. And it's like a straightaway. Like this, yeah. there was a bunch of people you couldn't just unload. True, true. Yeah. yeah you couldn't yeah. just do it's it. Busy. But yeah, I just think of doing that. So yeah, going and them driving around, I'm like, yeah, that looks like a fucking just generic airbase. It looks like Davis Monthan. Like right. where it just wasn't, well, that's an airbase and this is a naval base. And it just kind of got that feel of, oh, but yeah, I just don't think it would go as as easy as they did do not do that do not drive unauthorized yeah, directly not. through a gate exactly yeah that was the plan i could tell that because they were driving up to the gate and he's like i got a plan i got a plan i goes he's just gonna barge right <laughs> through this is so stupid this is your plan yep <laughs> so they meet their harvey we didn't mention earlier deb boyfriend meeting up mm -hmm. with harvey that is quince yeah That's i was thinking and when when we first hear about harvey I was like, is this going to be relevant? And of course it is. Not it's the Quince. It was when it got brought up a second time. I was like, okay, it's being brought up a second time. Now yes. it's going to mean something. And then when they talked about it right before they came, they kind of gave that reminder to the audience mm -hmm. talking about, Harvey, talked and just, about Harvey. And then I was like, oh, okay. You can piece that together very easily. That That's going to be James Marston. That's going to be Quince. Yes. And they plan on stealing the money for themselves. They have then triple screw. I've lost track. This is very much Revolver Ocelot in the Metal Gear series. I'm like, <laughs> is he like a quintuple agent by now? I have no idea who's, yeah, who's working who, for who, who's doing for who. But Quince is Harvey in this conspired with Deb to screw over Bobby and Stig. But he doesn't know where the money is either. So no. Nope. Or he says it. Do you think she screwed him over also? Well, or she you, hid it in, yeah, in her, the place where she meets with Bobby. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. Like, did she then screw Quince over to yes. then get with Bobby, but realized by the end she had done too much and she was dead anyway. And that yeah. she couldn't say where it was because she knew she was going to get killed. She knew Poppy was killing her anyway. Yeah. So she that, did the okay. signal instead. She changed yeah. her ring to her finger. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe she was going to plan on. That's what I got out. Yeah, because, because she said she really did say like at the end, I, I really did want to love you, want to love you and seem Does and it was mean? kind of her redemption there. You know, we talked about how, you know, she could just be bad, not all the way bad and she did pay for it. But that's kind of what I got out of it is that she was screwing over so many people. She forgot to tell Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess she got captured in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She got confused by the plot as well. She did. Denzel does the number one thing. Denzel, Bobby, does the number <laughs> one thing to do whenever you're trespassing or trying to hide. You get in a uniform and dressing in a yes. uniform like that would be absolutely perfect. And then I put Jesus Christ, this gas explosion, guest director Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> blows everything up. I love that because I wasn't sure what that was when he first kicked gas it. Line, you know, he yeah. kicked off the gas line, and yeah. but you could see it. So I was like, oh, it's not gas. I thought it was going to steam the whole place up you and he was going to escape exactly that i thought that too because i assumed it was a gas line once he hit it but usually yeah. whenever they do that it'll be a little bit and you'll see the blurring yes you, you know? won't see physical you I could see it was like white smoke right was this maybe about the audience they're going to be like this dumbass maybe. audience is just going to be yeah, like maybe. hey look a steam because you're right i thought it was going to be steam too and it was going to steam everything out when they and get he through could, like sneak out yeah kind of hide his face with something and sneak out in the uniform i did think that also 
And then he just blows the place up. I was like, all right, let's go. It, he blew the whole goddamn, that building's imploding. That's a 9-11, sorry to make, I probably shouldn't say that. That's an implosion building like coming down. Also, you take out the first floor, the rest is going to come down. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And he, you know, hid in the freezer. He knew that was going to be a big blast. <laughs> the freezer. Yeah. Freezers <laughs> can do that. And refrigerators can do nuclear explosions. Wow. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm joking. That's from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh. Indiana Jones, where he survives a nuclear explosion inside a 1950s refrigerator. Really? <laughs> yeah, so we'll, pro we'll probably get to that movie, too. All right, so we're getting to where, yeah, Deb gets killed. But first, Poppy is eating barbecue with a Pepsi there. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No, no, Why? no. This Mexican drug cartel leader is not going to be drinking a Pepsi. I refuse to believe that. you think he that. would have? Not Pepsi. A margarita. He, he would have, why has he got to be a margarita? Because that's what we drank when we was in Texas. Because he's Mexican? He's got to have a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why has he got to be a margarita, huh? Maybe, you, did you he need a sombrero? <laughs> did you need a sombrero? Start doing the la cucaracha? Would that have been better for you? No. <laughs> da, 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 da. I can say yeah. that because I am. Uh... You can say it, yeah. <laughs> no, but I would say that it would be some kind of, it would be a Coke, like some kind of, it's not a Pepsi. Nobody drinks fucking Pepsi. That's true. Yeah. I would only drink Pepsi if there was no Coca-Cola. Yeah. I would never drink Pepsi anymore. Mm. I don't know. It's all they have at the bars here. That's so weird. Yeah. I think that it must be so cheaper, weird. isn't it? it? You know, I, when it's I, on draft. Maybe over there, but Coke, you know, like I said, Coke is Georgia and it's such, such the South. Like in the South, you are drinking Coke. If you're drinking Pepsi over Coke in the South, that's another gatekeeping like litmus test <laughs> is I'll take a Coke. Is Pepsi okay? No, it is not. No. No substitutions. No, it is not actually. <laughs> Would I drink piss? No. <laughs> but no, that's just weird. That Obviously, it's product placement and why he was drinking it. Probably. Yeah, maybe yeah. They're it, trying know, to introduce cerveza? Pepsi into the South more. <laughs> no. Like go. You know what? I need to look up where Pepsi is most popular because it ain't, it ain't the damn. Pe Coke is so synonymous with the South that I still to this day and grew up sodas were cokes like coke wasn't just the brand it was like do you have any cokes i didn't mean coca-cola oh, i meant sodas I meant pop like yeah yes or pop pop is definitely a <laughs> western and i think even a northern thing too like california pop i'm pretty sure yeah obviously california and northerners you know correct me in that sense but no like in the south even like in texas i'm in the deep south it was like do you have any cokes yeah i got sprite i got coke i got blah blah oh, blah it okay. wasn't coca-cola it's really maybe that's, that's going away more though now with Everything being in there, I don't know. Everything being branded. Branded and just so many options. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're getting into everything. They get out of that. We now get to this showdown with all the money. There's the Impala full of cash. We have all the players here. And yep. I have in the first note, it's not going to be the first that comes out, new meaning of the term Mexican standoff. Yeah. As, as we have the cartel, the yep. Navy, and then the CIA arrives by attack helicopter. And I'm like, okay, this is a new Mexican standoff. We'll hold on to that thought of the other one in there. <laughs> and so they fight in here. They go there. They blow up the money. And I'll admit, I was just like, okay, that's one way to do it. And then, so this is the thing too. They blow up the money. And then they, with their pistols, just start sniping people off roofs and taking people out. And I'm like, okay, these guys, these guys. Yeah. Are it's, they do their, you know, back to back slow motion shot and they the take poster. out so many people and nobody gets a shot on them. No, and they've all got massive weapons and you know, yeah, you're right with these two pistols just like bam, bam, bam. Dude, their pistols, they don't have sights on them. It's not even yeah. like one 
no, there was no long barrel one. It's like, okay, I, yeah, that's where I'm just like, no, nobody's that fucking good. No, not even Mark Wahlberg. Not even Mark Wahlberg is Navy SEAL. Although, maybe he was just thinking, hey, is that a Vietnamese grocer over there, bro? I'm going to go stomp <laughs> his head in again. One blinded. Yeah, there you go. So I get oh, those dear. in. I just, I'll never let it go. I can't let it go. I know. I don't think we should. No, we don't. He just, anytime he gets mad, he just sees Vietnamese grocers and just has that it. That's it. So now we get to what I have down is the real Mexican standoff, which is what the actual Mexican standoff is, where it's three people and it's they each have a gun to the other person. Yeah. Yeah. The end yeah. of Good, Bad, and the Ugly was a big one where they're all in that little triangle type of thing where it's you got a gun mm-hmm. on them, but they got a gun on A has a gun on B, B has a gun on C, C has a gun on A. And yeah. so we get in there and there was no distraction. They were just like, hey, you're my friend, your family. Oh, no, your friends now. You got my back. Okay. And then they just shoot him. I was like, oh, I am. yeah, oh, I was, ex- yeah, I was expecting yeah. them to do something, a distraction with the bull or something. Yeah, I thought this must have been. I think it was a callback to something they said earlier in the film, but I couldn't remember exactly what. But they just knew instantly that they both had to pull the trigger at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But there was another Mexican standoff. There was? In, well, not in this film, but in. Oh transformers dark of the moon they do one with the transformers do they really they do yeah i didn't I don't get, remember it i was gonna say i didn't get that far in my rewatch that was that's oh, that's a tough watch i'm pretty sure it's towards the end of okay. dark of the moon they've got like and they literally Sentinel they don't Prime. they say it as well they're like looks like oh. we got ourselves a three-way medicine standoff God that's damn why it, i always Bay. say that oh and i always say that and nobody knows what the quote is because obviously nobody quotes dark of the moon <laughs> no, I would have been like, you don't have to say it. Like, we know. No, they say it. Obviously, the Transformers have to spell it out. Speaking of audience, yeah, they'd have to spell out everything for that audience. <laughs> Transformer, go bang. Go boom. <laughs> all right, so they all's well that ends well. They leave. Um, the other women in this movie don't get to say it. They get all that. Those, like, maids or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, are, they're picking up the money. They're picking up the money, which, again, might be real, might not, as we get out of this. And we see where, oh, of course, Bobby has to shoot Stig, you know. Yeah. In the leg, I think he shoots him. Yeah. Is that where? Yes. Because then he's hobbling. His leg has more flesh and whatnot. Yeah. And not the best, you know, not the best getting shot. I'm like, you just got shot in the leg, dude. That would hurt. I don't know. Like yeah, when, Den- when Denzel got when Denzel got shot earlier, like he gets kind of like he can't move. I'm like, that's probably what would happen if you get shot in the shoulder. Like yeah, you would you not would just be freeze like, oh, up. God. yeah, yeah. And when people get like shot and they just keep coming and they're just yeah. like, oh, just a flesh. I'm like, motherfucker. No, no, no. Way. you got to no show a little bit. Way. Yeah. So it ends with them apparently going to rob the other CIA banks. Yeah. And their family now. And what their family? <laughs> what does Mark Wahlberg say? He goes, come on, man. Ebony and ivory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Jesus you had to get that Christ. in. Mark, Mark, that's you talk about an improvised line. That's Mark Wahlberg. That was like, it. That like, was it it racial, there. bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're black. I'm white. One of yeah. his other ones uh, that I liked was when the guy was like, they're both hung upside down, and the guy's pissing on his own hands, yes. and he goes, "You smell like warm Corona." <laughs> smell like warm Corona, and then he's like, "Just don't touch me, touch me with those piss hands. Like hit me, yeah. or whatever." I was like, "Okay, yeah, just don't touch those piss hands, bro." And my favorite line from James Marsden is in the last, (laughs) the last like showdown of the film as well, where they can't get through because of the bulls. And he calls the bulls dumb assholes. Yes. Move out of the way, you dumb assholes. I was like, that is so uncalled for, James Marsden. Oh my God. I did forget to write that down, but I was laughing at that. It's so funny. 
Move out of the way, you dumb assholes. Like, it's just, but that's whoa. extra. Like, if you want to say assholes, fine. Move out of the way, you dumb, you know, it's not like you dumb assholes. Like, God. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's about to it be dead. It just really anyway. stood out to me for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and so one thing that did surprise me is when I saw this movie that actually did make the money and it had decent reviews, there was not, I could not find anything about a potential sequel. No, they just thought one and done. And this is the day and age where, like, yeah. You would make a sequel or something like this. The only thing I could think of is they only they didn't have them for a potential second movie. And so they'd know if we did make a second one of these, that budget's gonna have to go up a yes. lot more for that. Yeah. We'd have to for take them. it up. And then it was, could it actually make more? So it's probably the correct decision to not even try to do it. I think so. Yeah. Because they could, you know, the way they left the film, I could easily make another film about these two guys going robbing banks. That would be so much fun. Hey. But let's like get... how much would people enjoy it? Yeah. No, let's get a three guns throw three in. Three guns. Yeah. Who, who else could be in? Who it needs gonna... to be a woman. It needs to be a woman. No, 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 there doesn't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it does. Oh, okay. You, you think of a woman. The first one I thought of, how about Kevin Hart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris Tucker. I think it needs to be Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Just throw her oh, in there. Man, that would be a good one. Are there <laughs> any other black comedians I can think of? It would have been Chris Rock if it was 2003. Right. But in that, now it's just Kevin Hart getting all the Chris Rock roles. Yeah. Okay. Or Margot Ma Robbie. She's on. Well, she's Melissa McCarthy, you'd have to bring in, or you have to bring in someone more comedic. Yes. To, to yeah. throw like the full wild card in. Because now these two are family, you know? So they're together. So you'd have to throw in another like wild card type. Yeah, that's a good one. Y'all could be Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, but yes. people need to come up with ideas. We need to hear who yes. could be the third gun. There you go. Tweet at us, email, hit us in the discord. Let us know what it is. Yeah, that'll be a good one to do. But that's going to do it. Let's get to the tier list where we rank it by S tier, A tier, B tier, C or D. S is unbelievable. Classic all time movie. A is awesome. Right on the cusp of it. Pretty much like a stop-down movie, something you're really going to watch yeah. all the time. B is where it's a good movie. You like it. Pro maybe may not watch it again, but maybe okay doing it. And then C and D are below. C is where it's like, eh, it's okay. Can be so bad it's good territory. You know, yeah. that goes with like the B and C. And then D is just utter trash. So yeah. with this, I will start off. This is B. I enjoyed it. I loved not knowing anything about it. The yes. actual like twists and turns. I'm like, oh shit, he's this. When mm -hmm. I think you're right, you wouldn't have had that if you would have known. Like as soon as it says to undercover, you're ruining so much of the yes. movie by saying it's undercover. And so, yeah, solid B tier. I don't know if I would ever sit down and purposely watch this again, but I would definitely watch it with somebody else who hadn't seen it, who may have an interest in it with a couple exactly. drinks. Perfect. Yes, exactly. It's B for me too. Like you say, you wouldn't sit down to purposely watch it again that I because I enjoyed it that much. But if somebody was here and they hadn't seen it, I would love to sit and watch their reaction to the twists and turns and be like, oh, did you pick no, it up? Nothing on it? about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. For me, it's B, B for sure. Yes. And just the right amount, just hot women. That's it. Just a hot woman. <laughs> and then no other women nagging, going in, no real romance, you know? Yeah. And they get rid of her in the end. So it's just, oh, and boys, she dies. So it's just brothers. the bros broing down. Yeah. And it wouldn't, you know, they weren't anything. They're just banging on the side. So, you know. Yeah. R.I.P. Debbie. <laughs> R.I.P. Debbie uh, double-crossed too many people. So there we go. 2013's Two Guns, Sully and the B tier with both of us. Again, check out those links below that we went through earlier. Uh, Lucy, where can people find you? 
Uh, you'll find me on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter at Lucy J. Robin, currently going through Mass Effect games. Um, actually, I got a really nice YouTube comment. Um, forgive hey. me, I did not write down the, the name of the guy, but he says that he came over to start watching my YouTube series from the, the podcast. Hey. And yeah, that was really nice. Double hey. Um, yeah, hey, hey, hey. Lovely to see. Thank you so much for uh, commenting. That may- means a lot. We'll be going through Starfield and obviously Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty next month. All right. You can find me mainly in the Discord. Uh, no more Twitter. Don't really stream too much anymore. So join the Discord. Uh, check out everything there. So next week, with the release of Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, we're going to head to Greece to lay all of your love on me with Mama Mia. And I can't freaking wait so you have seen this apparently more time how many times have you seen this do you honestly think i have no idea like five or six ten probably not ten but okay i don't know Over if i had to guess i'd be it okay dang okay i love this film the, the bad is bad oh. but the bad is also good all right i have never seen this movie I know that it's about a wedding, but ABBA, I love ABBA. And that you're going to fucking love it. The lay all your love on me song is so stuck in my head right now. Yeah, it is a fucking banger. And the thing, the one I've been listening to is the Mamma Mia. So it's Dominic Cooper and Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. To be honest, my, if I was going to listen to ABBA, I would listen to the Mamma Mia soundtrack. Really? Like I love the soundtrack so, so much. Amanda Seyfried is amazing. She's such a good singer. She even recorded loads of songs that are not in the film. So is Gimme, 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 the... Gimme a Man After Midnight in the film? Yeah, of course. Okay, good. I don't know. I'm just looking at the soundtrack. Yeah, so, yeah, Well, my yeah, thing yeah. is, I came from ABBA first, and so I'm going to be partial to something like yeah. Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Man After Midnight. You can't top it. You know it's fine. Like, that's kind of what I came in there. But I Does did listen to Does your mama know? Oh, my God. There's a lot of super trooper. So, yeah. No. All that will be there. We're heading to Greece in that sense. Make sure you join us. But until then...